Hey there, welcome to The Hot Slice, weekly podcast brought to you by Pizza Today Magazine. I am your host, Jeremy White, Editor-in-Chief of Pizza Today, joined today by Creative Director Josh Cowan. What's up, Josh? Hello, Jeremy. How are you? Yeah, it's, it's February. Uh, as we record this a couple days in advance, it is Groundhog Day, and I guess we are in for six more weeks of winter, according to uh, Punxsutawney Phil. Go ahead and bring it on. It's not like we were doing anything anyway, so you know, just bring it on. We've been in about twelve months of winter. It seems. Right. Like. What's We've another six weeks? In a blizzard. What's another six weeks? <laughs> so uh, today we are. Um, well, first of all, um, two things: the uh, registration for Pizza Expo opened today. Um, That's correct. Visit pizzaexpo.com. Yep, uh, June twenty second through twenty fourth. Las Vegas Convention Center, and Denise uh, reached out to me today. She said, you guys be sure next week is our um, Ask Pizza Today episode on the Hot Slice. So, so if you have any questions, uh, send, them, send them our way, uh, reach out to us on social media, and, uh, and, and ask away so we can answer your questions next week on the Hot Slice. We did that a few weeks ago. Eh, I guess it's actually been a couple months ago now, and um, it all runs together. But we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of good questions yeah. from from our readers and show attendees, and we had a lot of fun with it. So I cannot wait to see what we're asked this time around. Yeah, drop us a, a either a DM on Instagram or Twitter, or you know, reach out to us on Facebook, or if you got our emails, email away as well. But uh, yeah, and uh, today we are we are. Um, interviewing one of our favorite people in the industry. Joe Fugere. Go for it. (laughs) Yeah. Joe Fugere, Tutabella Neapolitan Pizza in Seattle, Washington. He is hands down one of our best friends in this industry. Uh, You know, he's, he's a phone call away. If we ever need anything, he's right there to help us out. And we absolutely love the guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been there a few times, and every time I just come back so inspired. Like, you know, I even say in in the conversation that you know, the first time I was there, I was thinking thinking about just getting an application, just staying there working for him. But kind of, I mean, the the culture that he is uh, he's he's put in there is 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 amazing, and it's uh, it's uh, it's addictive, and you just kind of want more of it. So you know, around it seems to me like it's probably been about fifteen years, a dozen to fifteen years ago, we went on our first visit to Tutabella Mm -hmm. and it was really a, um, an aha moment for both of us. It was an eye opening experience. It, I had had Neapolitan pizza previously, but I think I'd been served a poor incarnation of, of Neapolitan pizza and I didn't have the highest opinion of it based on what I had had. Um, I had a very wet soupy pizza that didn't have much flavor and I don't think you'd even had a Neapolitan pizza. No, I had not. No we go out there and we see it done right really for the first time ever uh, for us, we saw it done right. And the espresso and the cocktail menu and, and all the, the attention the, to detail on everything detail. was just, the, the, was just blew me away. The, so. the, the people, the way they treated their employees, the way they treated their customers, the way walking into a Tutabella store, sitting down and dining was an experience. It was a night out. Um, everything about it just really opened our eyes and honestly it, it blew us away. And then Joe couldn't have been a more cordial host. And it was, it was love at first sight, you know, it just, just the, the, the whole crew, everyone that works for Joe and many of them still working for Tutabella to this day in, in higher positions. Um, 
everything about it just it just blows. I mean, if I recall, I mean, when we go to visit a pizzeria, we're usually there like two hours or so. But I think we were for Joe like six hours that day. I mean, I think he took us to like several locations. We were there for like with the six and I, it just felt like it flew by. So it yeah, felt it like five day. minutes. We went from <laughs> Columbia city to, you know, we went through various neighborhoods and, uh, and then because he's a cool guy and uh, we all hit it off, you know, he would take us to see a few touristy spots. We saw the, the home Kurt Cobain yeah. uh, lived in <laughs> until the time of his death. We saw some really cool stuff. Um, it was just a really fun day that really taught us both. It was a, it was an education for, for yeah. both of us many, many years ago. And, and I think I'll, that, I'll never I, forget that trip. Yeah. And I think our listeners are going to get a lot out of this conversation to see how Joe has adapted in 2020 is just kind of mind blowing because I mean, you know, you're a strict and Neapolitan place and then you're going to go from to get grab and go items, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the grocery store. I mean, it's the, the evolution is just, it's pretty mind blowing. It is. He's got so much going on and uh, you know, we could talk about it for days, but I think we should just bring Joe on right now and let him tell the world uh, what's up in Seattle. What's up with Tutabella. Sounds good. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. For over 32 years, the multi-award-winning PDQ POS system has consistently been a top-rated point-of-sale system for pizzerias, delivery, and quick service. With built-in and seamless integrations to all top-tier third-party platforms, native online ordering and rewards, contactless POS functionality, and a delivery toolkit app that enhances all aspects of delivery, PDQ POS will help your restaurant achieve sustained growth while saving time, effort, and costs. Learn more today at pdqpos.com or call 877-968-6. Six four three zero. That's eight seven seven nine six eight six four three zero. Joe, I haven't seen you in so long, and uh, I know you know this, but I love you dearly. You are one of my favorite people in this entire industry. I've always enjoyed any time I get to sit down with you, uh, break bread with you in Seattle, or even just have an espresso with you, or run into you on the Pizza Expo show floor, and now on Zoom. Uh, I, I miss your face. I love you. I love your whole crew. What's new at Tutabella right now? I, I know there's a million and one things going on. But yeah. what's, what's really new right now? Well, Jeremy, before I even get to that, I, I just have to kind of write back at you. You know, you entered, you know, my life when I was early on in, as an entrepreneur and you kind of helped me navigate the pizza world. You invited me to Pizza Expo and, you know, I eventually ended up being a, a, a keynote as well. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of that's due to you. And, I can't, I can't think, you know, my team, uh, you know, loves you as well. And, and we, I tell you, there's only one magazine that, that is, is piled up on my, um, <laughs> on my credenza back here. And it's pizza today. We, uh, I read it. I use it as a reference. Um, I, I'm often, you know, pulling things out and putting pictures up and, uh, I don't know, you probably see some of the, the pages from pizza today. But yeah. I mean, that wasn't just because we were going to talk today, but, uh, it's such a connection, your family. And, uh, that, that means a lot to me. It, 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 it kind of supersedes business, if you will. And mm-hmm. it's just nice to know that we can, we can have that relationship. Yeah. My first year, I think is when I went out to see you, uh, like the first time we went out to see, it was like my first year of being at pizza today. And I was like, you just set the bar so high. I mean, it was like, 
I, I kind of, I was like, man, I, I kind of want to ask for an application. I mean, like, <laughs> I really want to well, work you here. Know, I think uh, the, the, on the food side, you know, the Neapolitans set the, that set the bar high 300 years ago by making this incredible pizza that we're still making today. But on the business side, you know, that's, that's where I think this kind of the nexus happened when you could bring these great values of caring for people and creating a family and, and caring about the environment and then add into it these, these 300 years of tradition and then wrap it all up in, a, in an attitude of innovation. It just kind of magic happens. And mm-hmm. it was not intentional. It just kind of evolved and, and happened. But, you know, you asked about what's new and and. Un- the other thing behind me right now is a wall calendar and I was uh, taking down the 2020 and putting up the 2021 and I had circled a day. It was March 7th of 2020 was, which was the day that we closed down due to COVID. Mm. So March 7th of this year will be our one year anniversary of being in one sense or another, you know, different than we were before. And it was that day that our world changed forever. And it will always be different. I mean, even coming out of COVID, our mantra to develop is coming out stronger. We figured we, you know, we could either climb under a rock and you know, maybe collect some PPP money and hope that it all goes away and then reemerge when, when COVID um, disappeared. We didn't know when the, how long that would be, by the way, back a year ago. Right. Or we could you know, just kind of step in, lean forward and say, how can we make the best of this? What can we do as a business to survive and keep our employees gainfully employed and, you know, our customers happy. And so we did all the things that other restaurants do, which is, you know, really focus on making takeout delivery. We weren't that good a year ago. It would take out a delivery. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the technology wasn't, was weak in in our regard. The, uh, even the layout of our restaurants wasn't really designed for takeout and delivery. Curbside didn't exist. Our holding equipment didn't exist. We didn't do delivery ourselves. We didn't really believe in third-party delivery because we wanted to control it from you know the oven to the the customer's door ourselves. So we had to adjust and adapt in in, in the way a lot of other restaurants did. Thankfully, I think we can all say this as an industry: pizza is one of those categories where people were already oh takeout delivery. So. We decided to, uh, our other mantra besides coming out stronger was delivery dominance. We wanted to look at the best players in our market, learn from them because they're, they're, they were mo- the bigger ones that weren't the national chains were better at it than us, frankly. So, you know, what, what did they do in all those regards we talked about? Design, packaging, holding, technology, website, you know, apps, and just learn from them and beat them at the game. So we're in the, we're about, six or seven months into our delivery dominance campaign. And we've done some really amazing things. You just watch, you just look at the charts. It's just like this phenomenal growth. So when we come back out of it, when the dining rooms open back up, we don't want that to go away. We want to still be strong in delivery and, you know, enhance. Uh, The other thing we've learned about our restaurants is that our menus were getting a little bit too wide. I'm not saying we should drop cocktails or, you know, that thing, but, or that type of thing, but maybe just look at the things that weren't selling and, and trim it a little bit and just be really narrow and deep in our focus. So those are the two things that, that most restaurants are doing. I think the thing that I'm most proud of is that we stepped way outside the box because we had opened a uh, experimental, what's called a grocerant, a, a restaurant inside of a grocery store. Uh, really interesting arrangement. Most of, you know, this this has happened across the country. Um, the difference between what we did with uh, this Kroger concept out here called QFC and, and others is that 
we ran it with our people. In wow. fact, the CEO of Kroger, or the CEO of QFC said that, you know, we, they, they preferred that we did. We were insistent. The more they thought about it, they preferred it because they said, you know, you guys know your product, you know, the pizza technique, you know, we'll just mess it up. We're going to put, you know, a couple, you know, people in, 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 in hairnets and, and, and screw it up. You know? right. Um, right. So that, that was great. And then the arrangement, you know, which is confidential, but I'm willing to share kind of the general specifics or the, the general um, arrangement is that we're on a revenue share. So we don't pay rent but we share revenue with the, with the grocery store. And, I see. and so they did the build out for us and we just kind of operate it with an Italian wood burning oven. You know, we're all in, we're in 800 square feet, which is great because we don't have to worry about, you know, walk-in space or dishwasher space or dry inventory, dry storage. We get to use all of that from the grocery store and just focus on that 800 square feet that, that we're in. And uh, so, you know, that was a good experiment but what, what took off, Jeremy, in, in addition to the, the pizzas, of course, was this little cooler that we put in in the front counter that was gra they were grab and go items. So our tiramisu, um, some Italian sodas, uh, salads, some um, uh, pastas, lasagna, spaghetti, meatballs, bolognese, rigatoni, that type of thing. Nice. And so the day that, and this was all pre COVID. So the day that COVID hit, uh, the CEO of, of QFC called and said, I'm devastated for you guys because I know how hard the restaurant industry is going to be, is hit. You know, I've been reading it and seeing it in the newspaper and I, I can only imagine how, how devastating it must be for you. So let me help out. She offered to um, hire as many of our people as possible uh, because the grocery stores needed the help. Right. Yeah. She uh, decided to... Um, um, allow our food truck to park in any one of their 63 parking lots. Our choice, no oh, rent, wow. no charge, no revenue share. It was just, we want to help you out. Nice. So we took our food truck out of hibernation and pull, started pl pulling it into different grocery store parking lots. And that, that was an immediate uh, bump to our revenue. And then this then we discovered that these grab and go items I was talking about, the salads, the packaged salads and desserts and pastas, they were selling pretty well. And she said, what if we took that, just that program, that, that, mm -hmm. that six foot case, if you will, or four foot case, and plopped that into some of our other grocery stores where there isn't a pizza oven. Wow. And just, just sold those <laughs> items. So uh, we, were, um, we were talking about it and I said, well, how many locations? And she goes, well, how about half of our locations? That would be 30, 32 locations, 31 locations. <laughs> And, and internally, I was thinking, how am I going to pull this off? Right? <laughs> where am I going to make all this pasta? How are we going to make, where are we going to make all this, right? And uh, we did it. I mean, we, we, uh, we're now in 30-some locations, and we're selling, I, I think, 1,000 items a day of well, these, these uh, amazing goods. Just, yeah. Oh, sure. and, take, and then we added, just three weeks ago, uh, take and bake pizzas. So we're okay. par-baking pizzas. We bought a vacuum sealer. Which is not a cheap piece of equipment, by the way. No. It's like eight thousand bucks, something like that. And now we're um, we're 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 par baking in the wood fired ovens our our crust and our sauce, and then we're topping it with cooked items and cheese, vacuum sealing it. You know, others across the country are doing this and freezing it. We're mm -hmm. we're selling it in the deli section, in about ten uh, stores now. We hope to expand that. So wow, 
first of all, you have an amazing partnership there going on. <laughs> I mean, oh, Josh, it's crazy. I mean, it's not only the pizza and the salads and the pizzerias and the restaurants, but we're talking a frozen food section that would include things like tortellini, ravioli, and, and gnocchi. Uh, we have our retail tomatoes. I mean, we started out with um, with just these these cans of um, you know whole whole tomatoes, and they they sold so well that we we've, we've added um, crushed. Oh wow! And diced all under our private label. Fantastic. And so we're in two hundred stores now selling. Oh my goodness! I know, right? It's just, <laughs> and we're talking to a manufacturer in New Jersey that does premium jarred sauces like tomato sauce, pizza sauce, bolognese, you know, Alfredo, whatever it might be. And they, uh, they do private label and we've sent them our recipes with an NDA. And in about, I think two weeks from now, we, we get the samples back. And if those, if we, if we like them and if they, cause I'm really picky as you guys know, sure. if they, if they meet our, our, our stringent kind of, um, uh, bar quality bar, then we're gonna we're gonna pitch that to the grocery store as well. And this partner that Josh was talking about, QFC, what I love about them is their willingness to try new things. You know, if you're a if you're a big guy and you want shelf, you want uh, space on the grocery shelves, you have to pay for it. They call it slotting fees or whatever. But these guys just love us, and they uh, they're willing to, to to help us out however they can. So it's it's been a great it's been a great ride. So that's. That's the other bucket, I guess, I wanted to talk to you about that's happened since COVID. So how did how did you pull it off? You said you pulled it off. How like how where you were you making yeah. all this food at? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a great. Yeah, that's an excellent question because we took our private dining room. We had a really large. You guys remember in Bellevue when you were out here? Mm -hmm. I, uh, we had the private dining room that we had kind of built for Microsoft because we're like a, a mile and a half right. from campus. And we built it to be self-contained almost with the separate, you know, stations and things. And um, we tore up the carpet, took out the, uh, the dividing walls, grinded the floors down, put in a food safe floor, created all these HACCP plans. And now we're getting certified by um, the USDA to, uh, to produce as a production facility. So we converted a private dining room into a production facility. Nice. Uh, it's crazy. I'll just send you guys some pictures. Yeah. It even blows me away. We, uh, we worked with a company that, that does this for uh, tech companies that are developing like, um, or they're producing these um, uh, silicon chips and things that for computers uh, and devices and it had to be highly you know, sanitized um, uh, environment. And they were able to, they were able to pull it off. So uh, put in some lighting and new, new ventilation and it's crazy. I've got a blast chiller and a vacuum sealer and a, wow labeler and it's just crazy i mean i'm just in a, i'm in a different business now you are yeah. you are but i'm sitting here thinking what a blessing and how many of your employees were you able to keep employed during a time when many other restaurant employees were not able to work yeah i would imagine that the production required yeah. quite a few hands on deck so we um we kept all of our uh salary managers i think 20 24 salaries kept them fully employed on the same salary didn't do any furloughs or even salary reduction. And um, uh, our hourly employees, th those that didn't get hired by QFC, which I think 20 or so of them did, the others uh, we retained and, and, and shifted. You know, some of our servers became delivery drivers, others became production workers, 
Um, and then the remainder, we set up a job uh, desk. Uh, Brian Flickengar, our human resource manager, helped them navigate through employment security to make sure they were getting some of the, that funding that, that was available at the federal level, and then um, the employment security at the state level. So we just wanted to make sure that everyone either had a job at Tutabella, had a job in our new production facility, had a job at QFC, or were taken care of um, um, from an employment security. So 100% of our people were engaged, taken care of, contacted. We didn't leave anyone out to drive. And that was 180 employees. Wow. That's why we love you is because of the incredible human being that you are. That, that, that is amazing. That is absolutely phenomenal that, that you were able to do that. Again, well, in a time where a lot of people were sitting home looking for some uh, government funding. That's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, the first time I visited, it was like the culture really just what drew me in. The culture that you created at Tutabella is is untouchable. So yeah, so what what advice would you give a, a pizzeria operator that's maybe just trying to find themselves, trying to find their culture or just starting up in the pizza business? Well, for me, it was, you know, listen to your mother because uh, she, you know, she instilled in me some of the, the best values of being a human being, you know, generosity, um, care and concern, um, try to be humble when you can. It's hard when you're in the restaurant business. You, 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 your ego wants to surface all the time because you want to, it's almost like a, a marketing tool. You want to tell stories. You want to talk about how great you are to customers. But I think um, the biggest um, way to communicate how great you are is to live it, is to show it. My, another thing my mother used to say is, you know, don't tell me you're sorry, show me you're sorry. And it's like, don't tell me how great you are, show me through your actions. And I think if you wake up every day and think, how can I demonstrate what I want to become by, by not by saying it, you know, it's important to get it out there, but what good is a purpose statement if it's just a sign on the wall? It's, it's, it's really gotta be, people telling stories about you because they've experienced you, your actions, your behavior. So that, that would be one bit of advice. The other, I think we've talked about this before, um, is, you know, follow your heart. You got you to do what you love and find a way to incorporate it into the, you know, you're, you're in the pizza business because you probably love the pizza business, but, you know, there's other things in your life that you love as well. And if you can, if you can instead of separating, people talk about work-life balance, I kind of talk about, you know, kind of work, work life, um, just tying it all together instead of trying to have a, a certain amount of, you know, time at work, a certain amount of time at, at, um, at home. It's like, you just kind of blend it. It's more of a work life blend, mm -hmm. if you will. And, and, and enjoy from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, just, just make it meaningful. It doesn't, and that means in the middle of the day, you may take the kids to soccer practice or whatever it is. You, you blend it in and we encourage that from all of our, I don't, I don't get angry with a manager that needs to leave. They're not going to leave at noon or at six o'clock, but if they have to do something personally, we encourage it. We don't ever say anything about people that, that want to blend their lives together. You know, so that would be the other thing. One thing and about it, you that jumps out as well. Quality is the other. It's just stay committed to quality. That anyway, go ahead, you, you are quality oriented, no doubt about it. But one thing that jumped out to me early on, uh, early in Tutabella, because if I remember correctly, you opened with one small store in Columbia City. Yeah. Right? You, you took a risk. and But from really from day one, Tutabella behaved, 
even though it was very quality driven and very ingredient focused and storytelling focused and really all about the experience from day one, you behaved as though you were chained with a thousand units. And what I mean by that is you didn't say, well, we're going to, we might serve some alcohol. You said, we're going to have a cocktail program. You didn't say we may serve some coffee. We're going to have a coffee program. And you had a marketing manager and you had a menu development manager. You had someone in charge of a sustainability program uh, so that you could be an environmentally conscious business. Uh, you had someone in charge of human resources. You had someone in charge of, of graphics and design. And you were, even though you were a very small company, you yeah. were allocating resources and your mental energies in the direction that you would have to do if you were a 500 store chain. You yeah. were already thinking about a holistic program and not just serving pizza with an Italian theme and some beer, right? What, where did that come from? Yeah. Was this your time at, you know, some, uh, an, another large corporate Yeah, company? well, I, I have, you know, in my DNA, I work, I work for some pretty large companies, right. Western Hotels and Starbucks, for example. But I, I, I think, so that's, that's there in the, the, the back of the brain, if you will. But um, what we did was, because it, it, just listening to you makes it sound like I was hiring ahead of the curve and I made all these investments. <laughs> It sure seems that way to us. It seems that well. So okay. So that was a that, that was a good uh, charade. No, I, I shouldn't say that. It, 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 honestly, um, here's here's what happened. Um, as we continued to grow and the need evolved for human resources or um, the green program manager, whatever it was, I found existing managers that had a love. You talk about you know do what you love. Had a love for these different. Um, uh, elements in, of, the, of the business, whether it be, um, you know, what we call focused community partnerships, the environment, um, purchasing, marketing, and none of them had, I mean, I didn't say none of them, most of them didn't have formal training in any of the above. They just had a passion for it. And so what we did, and you remember this, when you, when you came out and wrote the, the story for the, uh, the pizzeria, the uh, independent pizzeria of the year. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things you focus on with these program managers. So what we did was take a general manager or a, a, a kitchen manager or a dining room manager, and we just gave them a second title. So they became the green program manager or the marketing manager or the, you know, whatever purchasing manager, whatever it might be. And they wore two hats at the time. They weren't making any more money. They were just doing what they loved. Then as we grew and we were able to afford to, to, to carve that out, this happened at other great companies I was involved, like Starbucks, you know, baristas became VPs, like you just saw the path, right? They, they're, they're pulling shots one day and they're, they're, they're dealing with multi-million dollar contracts for, you know, um, coffee cups the next day. And I, I think maybe that was in the back of my brain as well. It's like, why not build, build careers here as well? And so some of those people went on to hold, you know, positions in the company. Some of them went off and, and held positions to other companies, or we brought some other people in. It was just a matter of, you know, using the resources that we had and, and giving people the opportunity to do what they love. Did that make it easier for you to grow when you did begin adding locations? Um, did it feel like you just already had a solid plan in place or was every new location still you know, yeah well nice and fresh <laughs> every new location is always kind of a, a a a a big a big deal what what happened was um as we continue to grow and our volumes grew that was a little bit taxing to wear that second or third hat so we had to 
now you have a GM that, you know, is trying to run a restaurant, also trying to do all these other things. And there's only so many, you know, 50, 60 hour work, work weeks that you want to put in. Uh, and so we had to then pull some stuff back, either put them in permanently in that position or pull, pull, it, pull it back. Mm -hmm. So not everything is, you know, always works out perfectly, but it's, it's the intent that matters, you know, at right. the end of the day. Yeah. So 2020 was, was what it was, uh, <laughs> but you know, so, and you've adapted well. Uh, so going forward, 2021, 2022, what, what do you, what do you, I know, you know, with the way things are going, you really can't look too far out in advance, yeah. but yeah. what are you guys looking to do next? What's, what's on the horizon? Oh, that's, that's a great question. I mean, there's so many, um, if I, if I could take this computer and take you back to my war desk, I call it right behind the wall here. There are, there's just a table full of crazy ideas and renderings and you name it. But, um, there's the to develop the future. We call it, uh, what does a post COVID restaurant look like? Um, how much space is devoted to carry out? How much space is devoted in the kitchen or even on the curb to curbside? Are those curbside spots covered? Um, what is the air circulation? How, how clean does the air need to be in the restaurants and the dining rooms moving forward? Um, what does it look like from a, uh, a, a waste management? And also we're talking about heat recovery. Our, our ovens, you know, produce a lot of heat. Can we, can we capture some of that heat that's escaping the oven and then use it to heat our water or our floors or, you know, whatever it might be. So we're, we're talking to engineers and architects and maybe even teaming up with them so that we could do like a national launch of the restaurant of the future. What's, what does a restaurant look like post COVID? We also have a, a project code word I can share with you because it, it probably doesn't surprise people that, that we all have to pivot and look at different concepts. We're calling it uh, to develop piccolo. That won't be the name of it, but it's a small pick. It's a small to develop where the average to develop is, you know, let's say 4,000 square feet now. What does an 1800 square foot, you know, to develop look like? And now that we're having these 800 or four, even as small as 400 square foot kiosks, what do those look like moving forward? So we put them in universities and hospitals and airports and, you know, whatever it might be. So we're experimenting, we're, we're exploring that, that option. And then this whole area we, we call CPG, consumer product goods. How far do we go with that to become, do we want to be a national brand when it comes to frozen pizzas or bottled sauces or, you know, packaged pastas or that type of thing. And then continue uh, to strengthen our relationship with, uh, with, with QFC. We're only in half of their, their stores. There might be uh, other stores under the Kroger umbrella that might be interested in us as well. So there's a lot of things that we can kind of continue to, to uh, subscription services. You know that a lot of pizzerias these days are getting uh, into the frozen pizza game. Uh, you probably have written stories about it. But one of the things that comes up is the idea of subscriptions where people could order, you know, be in a, a pizza club where they get automatically get a dozen pizzas delivered every month and put them in the freezer and they have, you know, a couple pizzas a week or something like that. So like Chewy, but instead of for your dog, it's for your family, right? You just exactly. exactly. And, and we, yeah, no, no, you're right, Jeremy. And, and so we have, we have crazy ideas out there. We're, we're we're not short on ideas. I can tell you that it's all about being short on maybe the ability to pull them all off. And, you know, yeah. funding is important. Um, so we're talking to investors, we're talking to friends and family, trying to decide how we might fund the next big thing for Tutorella. Josh, we need to, you know, we missed out on the GameStop. We didn't get money in in time. Yeah. We need to get money in Tutabella stock right now. <laughs> it could be the next GameStop. 
Yeah. Yeah, 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 right, right. That was a crazy story, wasn't it? Oh, my gosh. Well, we might, it might be insider trading since we just talked to Joe, so that's probably, hey, but, probably can't do that. Hey, I know, let's, let's cut that part out of it. Good. <laughs> well, but, uh, did you hear about the kid that was like, he had, someone had gifted him, and gifted him some shares, and he's like 10 years old. I, I, I could be getting oh, uh, the facts wrong, but now, you know, he's, he's got all this money because... <laughs> He had a few shares of game. Games. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. unbelievable. Well, you're such a visionary. You know, Josh, we, um, Kroger is heavily in the Louisville market. And yeah. I would love to see Tutabella in Louisville, even if it's inside the Kroger and it's not a <laughs> if, big, beautiful Tutabella like we've seen. I don't care. I would love to see Tutabella in Louisville. Yeah. If I could run by on a Friday night and grab, a, grab, grab some of Joe's pizza on the way home, uh, that would be outstanding. <laughs> no, you may remember this. I several years ago, I told you, very, very nice, very nice. Several years ago, I told you that if I ever, ever, ever decided to open a pizzeria, and you wouldn't sell me a the one and only Tutabella franchise, that I would flat out rip off your concept and smack a different name on it because you've done it so well, and I'm so in love with what you've done that I would just steal your concept and put a different name on it. I don't know if you remember me telling. Right. You. I, I do. <laughs> I do. It's so We've discussed it. I am not going to name. I am not going to name the pizzeria. But you would not be the first person that has done that. I was visiting another city somewhere in the southwest. I won't say where, and uh, it was obviously a ripoff of Tutabella. It was just down to the down to the menus, you know. Um, and uh, I I approached the counter, and I think it was the owner that was there, and. and and I said, wow, you got a really nice place here. And he said, well, thank you. And I said, have you ever, have you ever been to Tutabella? You know, it reminds me of Tutabella is what I said. And he said, uh, oh, and he looked at me. And then he, it all started to click. And uh, he goes, oh, my God. He goes, I have studied your pizzeria. And as you can tell, I was inspired. And he goes, I hope you're not mad at me. And I said, no, actually, I'm flattered that. You know, this, this industry is an industry of, of ripoffs. We, hey, we right. borrow things from people all the time. And it's, it's, I'm flattered. And, you know, we all, like, you, like Josh, you were saying, you know, you can't replicate the culture um, of a company. Yeah. You can try, but you create your own culture. Jeremy, even as much as you're like me, you're going to have your own culture. So, yeah, you can rip off too. Go ahead. I'll it's just like, send you the, why don't I just make it easy? I'll send you all the recipes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Josh, you know, it's like the movie Coming to America. You have McDonald's, you have McDowell's. We're going to call ours Tutabella. <laughs> With hey, two you A's. In China, in China, when I was working for Starbucks, there were so many ripoffs of the, 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 the Starbucks logo. I bet. Like the star, oh, it was, they're all green and they all had stars in them. They're all slightly different. <laughs> but uh, they, I was sent to China to actually do a little bit of underground uh, investigating on, on how just how bad the ripoff was. I didn't realize you were in, into internal espionage as well. You've done everything. <laughs> I, I, you know, before Joe ends up getting uh, kidnapped by the military, I think we'll I think we'll let him go about his his business for the rest of the day, Josh. Yeah, well, thanks, you guys. Always good to talk with you. I'm I'm here whenever you need me, and keep doing what you're doing. You see the pizza? I think is that the latest pizza today? The the winter warm up, or is that an older one? You're two close. months ago. You're close. You like two issues. Sandwich. Hey, oh, well, you you have a sandwich. One of your sandwiches is in the latest issue. It's a sandwich issue. Brian sent me a photos of hey. sandwiches. So yeah, I think your eggplant sandwich I put in there. So. Oh, great. 
the porchettas to die for. I'm telling you, we take a big old you know piece of pork and roast slow roasted, and yeah, you're making me hungry. <laughs> I know. Well, come out and see me, guys. Please, as soon as we can, yeah, we as shall. As soon as we can. All right. Not late. Isn't there a pizza today jet you can jump on or something? And, and <laughs> right, maybe back in the like, day. Like Air, Air Force Two is what we call it. So, yeah. <laughs> Air Force Two. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other can of worms we could go down. But we'll, we'll, we that's a whole yeah, other we'll, podcast. We that's will a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a political podcast sometime. <laughs> uh, you guys are great. Hey, I, miss, give us, uh, I, I miss you guys so much and looking forward to seeing you. Yeah, give I the crew our best from us for sure. Yeah. 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 Stay safe and healthy and uh, look forward to the next Pizza Expo whenever that may be. We'll see June. you then. We'll see you in June, my friend. <laughs> All right. Okay. Take care. Well, thanks for your time. Likewise. Take care. Bye. See you.